0: Welcome, on to the theatre! My name is Neil King, and this is a brand new podcast in which we are going to talk about and celebrate every aspect of our brilliant Manx Theatre community. We will bring you news and previews on all upcoming shows on the island, and bring you interviews with a variety of talented local artists, from the shiny thespians on stage, the dedicated and hard-working backstage crew behind the scenes, to the creative production teams all the amazing people that contribute so much to make the theatre community on the island so fantastic. So here's what we have for you on the first ever episode of the Manx Theatre Podcast. In Act 1, we talk to actor Neil Callan, who has just starred in the Douglas Cora Unions production of Spamalot at the Gaiety Theatre. In Act 2, we talk to Jack Verity from The Russian Players about their upcoming play. It's called The Birthday Party by Harold Pinter, and it's at the Erin Arts Centre from the 16th to the 18th of May. And then finally, in Act 3, we have our regular feature called Getting to Know You, in which we talk to Neil Callan again and get to know him a little better by asking him some questions about the various roles he's played in the past and what he'd like to play in the future. So let's get started. Here is my conversation with Neil Callan. We recorded this a few hours before the opening performance of Spamalot. We chatted about the rehearsal process and bringing the show together, and then we chat a bit more about Neil's history in Manx Theatre. Here we go. Hello. Are you ready? Right, Neil. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Um, Thank you. Now we're having a chat on Friday, the third of May, around lunchtime. So it's opening night tonight for Spamalot.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're at, we're at the end of what's been a, a long, tiring rehearsal period, and it's been a, a long week with with getting. But uh, yeah, tonight's the night, and we we do it for real in front of a paying audience. Fantastic. Yeah, looking forward to it. Really looking forward to getting an audience and and getting getting the laughs and hope, hopefully getting the laughs anyway, yeah. in the right places. Anyway, yeah. So, how's everyone
0: feeling then in the cast?
1: Good, good. We had a really good dress rehearsal last night, um, and I think everyone's sort of re- feeling in a really good, positive place. There's just yeah, we're just at that last little bit now. We just need that last. We need that audience for that last ten percent that just pushes it. Oh, into yeah. Into yeah.
0: Audience is there so critical for a comedy
1: as much as you can have sort of people in the rehearsal room you really need that big audience for, for those laughs and it just it gives it gives you that pace that that momentum and that and that drive that, that goes through and yeah it's 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 a very special piece
0: is there any last minute kind of set piece which you think oh this doesn't work yet but it might hopefully it'll work on the night
1: i i don't know there's I mean, python is, a, is is an interesting kind of comedy anyway yeah. but the there's enough of it that it's, it's there for the people who are the Python fans. They will see the, the gags that come up. There's the very famous bits and pieces as the French taunter. To, there's uh, always look on the bright side of life that's in there as well. There's lots of little gags that, that are classic Python gags that people who are fans will get and will notice as they go along. But people who don't know Python from, from Eddie Izzard or, or whoever else will, will just enjoy it because it's just a wonderful, great comic piece. Fantastic. So, were you a Monty Python fan
0: then, going into it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a child. Well, I was born in the late seventies, and I'm a child of the eighties. And yeah, it was it was always on I was a, as a kid growing up, and I've loved it. And I loved Holy Grail. I loved The Life of Brian. It, it's just my odd sense of humour this
0: show's quite different because it's quite a big ensemble piece isn't it there's lots of lead parts
1: it is it is um, and we are we are doing it with, with quite a large cast actually sort of the original sort of Broadway and West End cast would probably do it with a, a cast that's probably about half the size of what we have because each of the lead roles each of the knights themselves Ordinarily play Two, three, four Different parts themselves So if you come along And see the show You will notice That there are scenes When we're all On stage together But some of the nights Have absolutely no lines Whatsoever um, How's the process been As it has been as fun As it sounds Oh it's been It's been crazy There's just been I mean there's There's lots of room For ad-libs And improvisations As we've been going along And there are some that have been added in that have been good idea. There are some that have been taken out because they've just gone a little bit too far. We've got Lork and O'Mone and uh, and uh, David Dawson in, in the cast and together they are both a bonus and a liability (laughs) (laughs) and the director
0: tony finnegan he kind of encourages a bit of that as well doesn't he
1: yes he does he does there are some things where you go you go you think you're going to go slightly beyond it and you're going to get pulled back and then other things he goes that's perfect keep it in it's brilliant (laughs) (laughs) so what's the best thing about the show for you then it's just so much fun. I mean, it's it's a big dance show as well. I mean, I'm I I love the the, the dancing, and it's also helped to, to shed a few pounds along the way, which is which has been great. But I mean, the, with with the guys, the, the group of knights that we've got, the, they're such a, a great bunch, and we've built up such a great sort of camaraderie together. So, what are the differences then between the shows you've done previously and this show? Is there any big differences? Every show is it can can be different in it in its own ways, really. I mean, this Spamalot really it kind of borders on pantomime really and i've I've, I've done a lot of pantomime i started out doing doing pantomime with peel pantaloons and i've done pantomime with with dreamstar and, and a few other companies as well over the years so it has that kind of panto element to it but it still has that big musical feel to it and also as well it's pretty unashamedly a musical as well and it it takes the mickey out of itself for being a musical as well i mean there's one big number in the middle of the show called once in every show the, the song that goes like this and it yeah it, it it makes fun of the fact that in every show there's this big romantic song with the with the lead male and the lead female they get together and yeah and the, the way Lorcan and Emily do it is it's fantastic it's brilliant it's so much fun and now you seen before uh, how many shows you've done in general mm. since i first joined the peel pantaloons in 1994 when I was the tender age of 16, I have done 41 plays, pantos and musicals. The numbers are heavier towards the early 2000s, but then once I got married and had children, those numbers have kind of <laughs> kind of fallen off a little bit.
0: <laughs> so it's always exciting getting in the gaiety, isn't it? It's a really oh, yeah. special feeling. What's your best memories of... Of the
1: Gatey, I've done so many shows over the years. There's been so many memories from so many different shows. Probably one of the 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 better memories would be from the the summer of 2004 when we did the Rocky Horror show, and then we did uh, we did Grease straight afterwards as well. And that was just it was an amazing summer. I mean, the fact I got together with my wife Mm. during that run as well is 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 a great bonus. But in the build up to the Rocky Horror show, I was I was in the shape of my life. Which I had to be with, it, with like wearing like four square inches of, of gold fabric and that, that was it. But then to then go into Greece afterwards and go with, with a great bunch of guys, with the T-Birds, it, oh, it was just so much fun. And it was a lovely, gorgeous, hot, sunny summer as well, so it was brilliant. I was wondering how long it would take for you to mention those gold <laughs> hot pants. <laughs> so
0: this show is then is with the Douglas Core Union. Yes. Um, so what kind of history do you have with the DCU
1: then? Uh, I think this is my fourth or fifth with, with the DCU. Mm-hmm. I joined them back in 2011, 12, for Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I'd had a, a year or two out and Seven Brides has always been one of those shows that, that I liked and I just sort of drifted across to those. I mean, I had many years for the Manx Operatic Society from them. I joined them in 1999 and did literally just what every show that, that that came along but yeah no I've I've done yeah three three or four with with, with the DCU on stage now and they're, they're a great bunch they're such a, a wonderful bunch but having had a couple of years away and then coming back in again there's a lot of people who aren't there this year that mm-hmm. always used to be so there were a lot of new faces for me this year but I mean now that we are at, at the end of the process ready for the show it's just like a lot of them have been friends for, for a very very long time
0: it's a great bonding experience it is it yeah. is
1: and Karen's cakes always it's help amazing. every time so
0: tasty yes <laughs> So, you're in quite a good position to answer this then, so... Um, obviously, you've done a lot of shows. What's your feeling about the Manx theatre scene in general? Then,
1: oh, the Manx, Manx theatre scene is, is is fantastic. We are we are so lucky to have such a, a a big field of very very talented people. I mean, from the people that never do anything more than than the back row of the, of the chorus to the people that are, that have the lead roles. I mean, it, when I first started twenty years ago, now nineteen ninety nine with with Hot Mercado, you would have sort of the same four or five people, or even sort of two or three people in each of the societies that always had the lead role. But now it changes around so much because there are so many people that are strong and have got that that lead experience that you never really see the same people in those lead roles twice, which which is a great thing. It just just shows goes to show how how amazing that the the talent is on the island. And when you get to see that, like some people that then go away and and do their work either in in the West End or in the case of Samantha Barks, Mm -hmm. she ends up on Broadway in the lead role in, in, in Pretty Woman. It's it's fantastic to, to know that, and to know that I've shared a, a stage with her as well is 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 a, is a fantastic thing.
0: And you've not just done gatie shows, as you said. You've been um, you've done like the smaller plays, pantos yes. around the island. Yes, as
1: well. yeah. I mean, I've I've worked with, I think I've worked with pretty much every Douglas-based society because I've done the Manx Operatic, the DCU, GNS. Uh, I've done the service players, the Albany, the Legion players, <laughs> you know, uh, um, Dream Star, and yeah, I've, I've pretty much worked with with everyone over over the years, and it's yeah, it's been a different experience every time, which which is great, and it challenges you in, in different ways. Because I I I, mean, I like to do I like to do the plays as well, and I yeah. like I, mean, I think one of my strengths is is my acting rather than my, my mm-hmm. singing or my dancing, and I like to sort of looking at it, that aspect because then when you come back to musicals as well it, it improves that part of the performance as well so, yeah. Well thanks so much for speaking to us uh, Good luck tonight, Break Thank, Thank you. Very much.
0: Now we come to Act 2 We took a trip down to the Erin Arts Centre in Port Erin to talk to Jack Verity from the Russian Players about their upcoming play Here was what Jack had to say Thank you for joining us Jack Really appreciate it uh, We're here to talk about The Birthday Party by Howard Pinter on very shortly the Erin Arts Centre. So what can you tell us about the story of the
2: show? Well, it's quite a controversial story, Um, thanks for asking me. It is a story from the 50s. Nobody can really pin her down as to what the story is about. It's the theatre of cruelty, absurdity, it's funny. It's all the genres rolled into one. It's certainly the theatre of menace, It was rejected by all the huge theatres in London. It opened, then closed, and then people, in retrospect, decided that this was a classic. And it's been revived regularly since 1950 by everybody, National Theatre, Royal Shakespeare Theatre, and it's been a a vehicle whereby lots of actors, who are extremely famous, including Harold Pinter himself, Julie Walters, they've all taken part in it and take various roles. So it's a good
0: player, very meaty. Why did you specifically choose this player? Is there any kind of uh, connection
1: sphere?
2: I think we chose it because, um, you know, like most amateur theatre groups, you tend to do comedy or you tend to do something that is quite well known. It's one of these where you, you, you do something for the audience and something to spread your artistic ability yourselves, and I think we're into that latter category. We do have a base audience and they will turn up, but some on the peripheral (laughs) in <laughs> free of all of this. Maybe they won't because it's something that they don't particularly know, and it is quite a difficult play to follow, but it's got something about it that's compelling. When the audience will go home, they'll go home like every other audience from this play and say, Now, what was that all about? Because it has many, many themes. It's very ambiguous. Trying to pin Pinter himself down to what it's all about, he wouldn't tell you very much, but people have tried through the ages to draw out what it's all about.
0: So we've talked about Harold Pinter there, he's obviously a very renowned playwright. Yes. Um, what is it about his kind of body of work
2: that makes him so enduring? There's a mystery there. I mean, and he spawned the word Pintoresque. Again, if you try and pin him down, he will not elucidate and you know say what this is all about, but he uses pause, he uses menace, He uses comedy, he uses contradictions, he uses all sorts of means to get his message over and have the audience ask questions. It's not what you would call straightforward entertainment. You have to go to a Pinter Play with your brain in gear. It's not too deep. You can take out of it whatever, whatever you want to take out of it. There's something about it that is significantly different from other playwrights. How big is the cast, then? The cast is uh, five, three men, two ladies, and it's going very well at the moment. Um, We're having lots of fun, particularly with some of the the words that we sometimes get wrong, which people have been falling about laughing about because it's very deadly, serious bits. When it comes out all incorrectly, then uh, people find it hilarious. But we're getting those right. Obviously we're here at the Erin Arts
0: Centre, you know, for people who haven't been to
2: see a show here, it's a a great
0: place, isn't it? Um, It's lovely. What's your kind of best memories of the
2: place? Best memories? Oh, I've had lots of very happy memories here. Being in huge casts, small casts. Uh, I think Neville's Island was one of the best things that I've ever done, where I had to uh, appear with uh, a dead rare bird in my underpants, (laughs) here, uh, in front of the stunned audience and whatever have you because although I was a bird fanatic I had uh, um, essentially killed this rare bird because uh, I was going off my conch. But it was a wonderful experience, people loved it, particularly when we were supposed to swim to this island. And uh, we were drying ourselves off and accidentally the towel fell down and I was there in all my glory (laughs) in front of the audience and I believe it's been captured on film (laughs) to remind me (laughs) in my dotage of some happy times at the Erin Arts Centre. What's the future for the Russian players then? Future for the Russian players? Well, I I think we're renowned as being the uh, oldest theatre uh, amateur theatre group on the island, and there's no reason to suggest why this shouldn't go on because we have some uh, young actors who performed in the Easter Festival of full length plays who are really excellent quality, and there's no reason why we can't go on forever. Well, good luck with the play. Sure Thank we'll you know. very much. To so much Thank for you. To you. Us. Nice to talk to you. Thank
0: you. So, here we are at our third and final act. This is our regular feature called Getting to Know You, where each episode we ask our guest six questions about their favourite roles. Here is the first Getting to Know You Q&A with Neil Callen. Neil, thanks for joining us. Thank you. We are going to get to know you a bit better through your roles and um, your kind of roles that you'd like to play. So the first question we ask was, um, what was your first ever role?
1: Uh, the first ever, ever, ever role that I ever played was in what would be year 2 these days way back um I played the ringmaster in our in our school christmas play and I was at the, the tender age of of 7 so that would be way back in 1985 yeah, uh, yeah I was it, it was the the play was all set around uh, a a circus and I think the character was Peter the Crocodile. Uh, but I played the ringmaster, and I had to introduce all the different acts as they came on stage. And my mum was, was mightily impressed by the fact that I could remember all of these different characters as they came on. But really, I could just see behind the curtain and see was coming next. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, though, the, my, my first sort of... Proper role at at, at stage at the Gaiety would have been in pantomime in in 2000. I did, I played Flesh Creep in Jack and the Beanstalk, and that was that was a great part to be the villain to come right on at the very start, be the first person on stage, and I had a couple of like sort of um, several couplets of an opening thing, and I I remember my first line was like uh, bats fly and moonbeams glisten. It's the midnight hour, but listen, listen, and on one night at the end of that second line, there was kids crying in the audience, like my work here is done. (laughs) That's what you aim for, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your um, current role? My current role is uh, Sir Bedivere in uh, in Spamalot, which is uh, which is on at the moment, and it's uh, it's it's a great, fun, fun show, um, full of lots of ridiculous things, and it's it's a uh, it's a very busy, very fun, very hard-working show. Because un- unlike most other musicals, it's it's very similar to a pantomime, and there's that high level of energy that goes through, and you just can't let it drop. So you've just got to work. 100% the whole way through the show but um, yeah it's great it's it's so much fun.
0: So this is going to be a tough one what's your favourite role that you've
1: done? Favourite role well there are there have been lots of roles that I've done over the years that, that are are, are favourites for various reasons but the the one that probably stands out the most for me was I played the understudy or as they put it the alternate cast for Jekyll and Hyde. Matthew Quinn was, was the, the main Jekyll and Hyde but they decided that since it was such a big part to ask them to be the understudy, they gave us the uh, the Sunday matinee as a guaranteed performance and rather than just having a straight understudy they they gave to do, decided to put in an an alternate cast. There was myself as Jekyll and Hyde, but then also we had uh, Sarah Elder she covered the part of Emma Carew. And Samantha Barks played the the other female lead role whose name escapes me at the moment, unfortunately. And that was her last sort of amateur role on the island before before, before Sam went right. away. But playing Jekyll and Hyde was it was just it was an amazing part. I mean, normally in a musical, you'll find that the lead role will be on for two or three numbers, then they'll go off, and there's like secondary leads will come on and they'll fill in for a couple of little scenes and bits and pieces, and then the lead will come back on. With Jekyll and Hyde, if Jekyll wasn't on, Hyde was <laughs> so you were only ever off literally long enough to either scruff up into, into Hyde or to be tidied up back into, into Jekyll again. I think there were only two or maybe three numbers in the entire show where he wasn't on so it was just a phenomenal piece of work and then to come out at the end of the show and then just receive that final bow and the, just the, yeah, the praise from the audience was just an, an amazing feeling that I've, I've not managed to, to, to match again yet.
0: So what would you say would be your dream role?
1: dream role oh, there are there are many roles that i that i would love to play but i've I've realized over the years and this is something that's come apparent to me fairly fairly recently is that the roles that i i probably can play or could play are limited to my physicality I mean, i'm not the tallest of guys but i am quite a, a broad and, and, and stocky guy which would limit me to some of the parts because of the physicality of, of the role you know one of the parts that i would I would love to play, and it's on my bucket list, is, is Leo Bloom in The Producers, and that's just such a fun part. Since I saw it in The West End, we were, we were fortunate enough to see it about three weeks after it opened with Nathan Lane and, and Lee Evans, uh, and Lee Evans is, is one of my favourite comedians anyway, but to see him play Leo was just just a dream, and it was just automatically that went straight, that's on the bucket list, that's a role that I have to play.
0: This is, a, this is a funny one. So this is a part you were born to play. So this is the... We want the character that in a musical or a show that's the closest to you. That's
1: a tricky one. I don't know if there are really any really characters that are that close to me that would be essentially be sort of me on stage. But there are there are two parts that I have played that I've just found just so easy to slip into, and and two parts that are at different points in my life as well. But the first one is Barnaby Tucker in Hello Dolly. He was such an excitable, happy. Mm-hmm upbeat character and i think at 21 22 when i when i played it that that was me and it was just just such a fun fun role and a fun part to, to be in that they just it just came very easily and the second one was a, a few years later when i played amos hart in chicago and That was just like putting on a comfy pair of slippers. It it was just a part that I just fell into so easily. It just felt right. Sometimes you really have to kind of work hard, like with Jekyll and Hyde, you really have to work hard to get that background and that character to get together, to get it to where you want it to be. Amos just felt right. I just knew instinctively Mm -hmm. where I had to be, where it was, and it was just nice. It was great.
0: And our final question is gender swap, we call it. So which role would you like to play uh, which ladies' role would you like to play?
1: So, I'm glad you uh, you classified yes. that with with yeah. ladies' role. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know this this was this was a very difficult one because um, you know say so, you know you go to the theatre and, and you watch shows and you watch musicals and you always sort of say oh that's a part I want to play that's a part I want to play that's mm, yeah that's a really good part but I never really look at the women's roles and go oh mm, that's <laughs> a big a good one because because you know obviously you know you're never going to play those parts so yeah I had I had to think about this long and hard and first I, I came out with. Um, with Dolly Levi from Hello Dolly because I think Hello Dolly has, was, was a big part of my early sort of musical theatre career but then earlier today I was putting the shopping away and um, I was putting the coriander into, into, the, uh, into the fridge and there's a line from um, from Sweeney Todd in the Hot Pies song and it's like uh, things like being uh, things like being careful with your coriander that's what makes the gravy grander I thought oh, Mrs. Lovett that's it oh yeah, if I was able to play the female role, Mrs. Lovett would be it in, in Sweeney Todd. she's just such, such a character. There's such a big arc and different personality and lots of different songs. It's, it's a great, great character. And, yeah, and if I had that opportunity, yeah, Mrs. Lovett would be a part that I would love to play.
0: Well, that's great. Thanks for talking to us. I definitely feel that I know you even more now. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. And that's our first episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are The Manx Theatre Podcast. So thank you so much to our first two guests, Neil Callan from the DCU and Jack Verity from The Russian Players. In our next episode, we talk to actor and director Lisa Kreisky about her upcoming play at The Gaiety. It's called Our Day Out by Willie Russell. Lisa is co-directing the show, which is being staged by Stage Door Entertainment. In the meantime, from me, Neil King, thank you so much for listening, and goodbye.